Our faith journey is a story unique to each individual and is constantly being written. No two people are identical, no two days are alike, but God is the same. This is the Real Stories of Life with God podcast, a place for honest conversations about life and faith. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Okay, I'm very excited. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, well, my name is Mary Dant, and I've been married to Rick for 39 years. And we have three grown sons, Wes, Tanner, and Blythe, and I have three amazing daughter-in-laws, Jessica and Jordan and Olivia, and six grandchildren. They are, I have to name them, Chelsea. Can I name them? So um, I'm going to start from, I guess I'll, I guess I'll start from the oldest. There's Hadley and Hayes and Silas and Russell and Annie and Tarver, and they range from age mm-hmm. 14 down to age two. And um, they're just rather stinking amazing. Nothing yeah. like grandchildren, that's for sure. I nice. um I don't have a typical eight to five or nine to five job. I what I what I tell people is I have a lot of I have my hands in a lot of pies that are mostly creative pies. <laughs> I like to do things. Um, I like to create something out of nothing. I like to do some graphic work. I like to. Um, I direct weddings from time to time. Um, I still sing some jingles. Uh, whenever they need me, that world has changed a lot over the past decade, I should say. But um, yeah, I really enjoy doing that and um, just enjoy creating. So, mm. So. Mm. Um, okay. My first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? I think I would say access um Mm. having like full access to god who is i mean he is supreme he is the supreme being he's our creator he's complete he's all powerful he's in command of everything earth and in the sky and um you can just look at the sky and see the beauty of what he does and the goodness and and you can't help be awestruck and and so because of what Christ accomplished, I get to have 24 7, 365 unrestricted access, and I am never rejected. Mm. Uh, that I get to wake up to that reality like every single day, especially if I've been just the worst the day before, um, that it kind of puts motion to the love that I have for God. I'm like an extrovert and I love people. And um, so I guess my, like my emotional undoing or my kryptonite <laughs> is, is being um, ignored or misunderstood or maybe seen as, you know, by the wayside insignificant. Um, and, and, you know, those emotions, they're real and mm. they're God given and they're not just for girls. So, um, I'm not afraid of those emotions because um, I think they they lead to better learning about myself and about others. But um, but let's face it, we're made for relationship, and so everybody longs to be seen, and I absolutely know that I do. So it, mm. it doesn't probably fit exactly into the personality profile, but I, I struggle with feeling like like I'm at times unwantable. So when you put the desire to be seen 
and feeling unwarrantable together, um, those two, two traits, they, um, they really are like the perfect storm for self-reliance and performance-based living. And that leads to more failure and around and around in that cycle I go. So the overwhelming truth that God always sees me and always hears me and always understands me. And because of Jesus, he loves me no matter what he sees or hears or understands. And um, mm-hmm. that makes me love him increasingly. Um, a little bit unnerving <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and almost comfortable knowing that nothing is hidden from him. Uh, I get to be gut level honest. And it's, um, it's crazy wonderful that he, he takes all that brokenness and that mess and he squishes it together and he stretches it and he pulls the crud out. Um, and he adds himself in. And he transforms me into looking a little, you know, a little bit more like Jesus. That mm-hmm. that third praise and love for him. Um. Okay. My next question is, what is something currently stifling your love for the Lord? Oh, from gut level, honest, it's got to be disappointment or hopelessness. So I'm really really thankful that god cares about suffering um you know through the things that stifle love and that um that truth capital t i I heard this somewhere truth is not afraid to be questioned like you know you know i gotta hang on to that one Mm. um he's a big god and he can handle big things and he can certainly handle what i send his way so yeah i think when i'm and I'm at places where I feel hopeless. Um, but I heard I just this today, hope becomes durable in the crucible of suffering. Mm. So there's a line from a, um, a TV show that I will not name. It's one of my favorites, but it has some colorful language. Um, but it says the setback is the setup for the comeback. Like, okay, so we definitely have setbacks. But if God uses that to set us up to bring him back to himself, then um, that's, that's, that's a victory there. Yeah. Um, I have a, an author I really like. Um, she released a new book called The Night is Normal. Kind of talking about a little bit kind of the crux of like disillusionment with God and with our faith and with ourselves. You know, just when we hit like hard things and we're starting to ask questions. They're very hard. So she's talking about what to do with that and saying that um, the night is normal. Like, this is not something to be avoided. This is not something to run away from or hide from. But like, what can we do in that that place? Because she said, one thing she always says, she has said for years is that um, reality is a friend of intimacy with God. Um, And so a lot of times we want to escape or numb or hide or cover it. But like facing the reality head on, like you said, disappointment. No one wants no one wants to feel that. But if you stay in it long enough, you will find God. If you're if you're seeking him in yeah. it, right? Like, but if you if we if we run away from it too fast, then we're just dragging it along with us, you know. Um, but she says in the in this new book, she's she has a line here and she says, our futures will be forged more by what we do with pain than by what we do with joy. 
And I thought, how much are we formed by what we do with what hurts us than by even by our gratitude? I mean, we're formed by our gratitude. But how much more are we formed by what we do with disappointment? It's huge. Because that disappointment, like you said that part about grief earlier, like, because if we don't face grief and if we don't sit with it, as long as we need to sit with it, it will eke out in other places. It will seep out Mm -hmm. in so many other things for however long. And we won't even really know what's happening. Yes. And we'll, we'll sweep it or stuff it under the rug or we'll move along. Um, you know, we, we put on our big girl pants and we, we don't acknowledge that that really happened and that it really made me sad and disappointed. And, um, but how perfect is, how perfect is it through grieving and through suffering and through disappointment to, like you said, sit with it with God and see what he does. And it may not be fast and it Mm -hmm. may not be complete in our perception, but it's going to be good mm-hmm. because it's who he is. And so to get to that side of it, isn't the gratitude monumental? So it's almost like a, it's, it's like the perfect, the perfect combination is to get through that, to get to the other side of being able to be grateful. And, uh, and you're right. It's, it's so much more sticky than it is through the, through the, and I like joyful times. I like them. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel grateful during joy- joyful times. And when I feel like there's victory or blessing or goodness or just just a sweet spot in a day. And um, I'm not always as grateful as I should be when those come through. But boy, when you get on the other side of adversity and you can say, how many times have you heard people say, I lost this person or this thing happened? But I, looking back now and seeing what God did through it, mm-hmm. I would do it again. And mm-hmm. you're like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You would really do yeah, Yeah. And so because the outcome overcomes what you go through. I'm not afraid to lament about things. I mean, mm-hmm. I, this is um, this is kind of a, a refreshed word for me, lamenting. Um, and it, and I, I mean, laments—they're actually they're filled with faith because what oh, I'm yeah. doing is I'm I'm calling yeah. yeah I'm calling on God to account for His word and for His promises. Mm-hmm. So in essence, I'm saying respectfully. <laughs> I have to say mm-hmm. this respectfully. God, this doesn't match up. And I would like to know why or why not. And sometimes yeah. he answers and sometimes he says, nope. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's actually a form of surrender to God and to yes. the place that he has me for me to lament. And yeah. it doesn't demand that I be taken out. Although sometimes I let him know I would like to be. <laughs> um, <but laughs> of course. It, yeah. 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 But what it does is it calls out to him and says, Please, Holy Spirit, help me to suffer through this and live well through it. Mm-hmm. Please help me. I think we're a little afraid of the honesty. When you look at Jesus and how much he needed God, how much he needed his father and how honest he was in the garden. I'm like, how much more permission do I have to be honest with God? Yes. Psalms in the Bible, in the you know, so many things. Yes. I'm like, 
How much more is he like, Chelsea, I just want you to come to me. I don't care with what you come with. I just want you to come. You know, just keep coming. Um, Yeah. Peter, I will never deny you. I'm your bestie. Yeah. And and look what happened. A lot of times I think that's that faith versus sight piece. Because I'm almost, right now in my season of life, I'm kind of coming I'm coming to terms with how I've almost been living by sight and not really by faith. Um, when the faith part, I'm almost, I have no clue what's happening or what I should do or why something's happening. And God is like, can you be present in this without having all the clarity? Can you trust me without having understanding? Can you walk with me without knowing all the things? And I'm having to answer that every week. Um, anyway. Yeah, I was telling some girls this weekend, um, there's a great line at, um, a friend took me to see Jerry Seinfeld, uh, on my, I think it was my 40th birthday, might have been my 50th, it was, no, it was my 50th, and, um, and he was really good, and he was really clean at the Dole Auditorium, and this is what he said, you women, you women, you love to solve the hypothetical. (laughs) Nailed. Nailed it. Not only are we needing to know what the future is, we are, we're fascinating what's going to happen. And we're needing to know if that's, you know, how that's going to play out in mm-hmm. every detail. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I shouldn't be so arrogant as to think that God can't do his good work um, through, through those hiccups and through those failures mm-hmm. and through those rough. Yes, totally. Um, totally. I mean, yeah. Like you say, if it's with him, he's going to work it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. I mean, I, um, we can we can train our minds to think correctly. I mean, that's really really hard work, but it's really valuable to work. Valuable work. Um, and 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 I I want to be like the forever student to that teacher mm-hmm. that's training me. And I want to choose the right teacher every day because sometimes I choose, you know, the things of this world, the idols that I have around me of, of what I have and what I want and what I do and what I can. Um, but I, I just, I want to keep, I want to keep reflecting the instruction of Christ as my teacher. So, yeah. yeah so with, with that help, I'm moving away from those unrealistic human expectations on myself. And um, and moving more towards, you know, Chelsea. It is hard to. It's hard for me to give myself mercy. Mm-hmm. I, I think I hear that you um, have that same vein in you. Um, I'm I'm just really, I'm really hard to give it to myself or to not. I can't give it to myself to receive it well and just to give myself the space to go. Well, it's not a good choice or that mistake happened and um, you can even, it's a crazy concept <laughs> to boast in your weaknesses. But when I think about people that I hear and, and you are one of them that I love and admire and see walking with the Lord in different seasons of life and they can and they can be vulnerable enough to boast in their weakness. Mm. There is, I don't think there's anything more powerful that points to what Christ has done and what he is doing. Because, you know, in this, in this crazy world where 
perfection is the standard. And you, and you can't even find out what perfection is because it's different for everybody. Right. Um, you know, like nailing jello to the wall and, <laughs> and, and there's so much injustice. And so in this world where all of those things are, are, are just crazy knocking on our door, um, we can, we can boast in our weaknesses in order to point to our savior. Yeah. And I was thinking too, like a lot of times I think the Lord has been kind of like that, that with Jesus part, because it just, it just hit me that like Satan's goal, the enemy's goal might not be necessarily to create pain in my life, but to create distance between me and God, whether he uses comfort or um, comparison or a sin or pain, he's trying to create distance and whatever I can do like that Romans eight, Nothing can separate me, not even an inch of separation between me and God. Like whatever I can do to build that muscle of staying close mm-hmm. is huge. See, like boasting in my weakness, like me being okay with where I feel weak because I'm still close to God. Not letting that weakness and my pride create distance between us. I'm starting to hate the distance more than anything else in my entire life, <laughs> um, which is just a That's huge a really gift of grace. Hate, <laughs> yes, it's a gift of grace um, because, because, like you know, I can can totally relate. Like I have that vein of not receiving well. Um, I think I'm close to being able to say I'm recovering that person, you know. <laughs> but a lot of it was the lie that, like, I know what I should do. I'm going to stay over here and do it and make myself more presentable before I go to God. And here I am with these miles in between us when he was like, you know, that's not, I don't really care about that. I don't really care if you're doing that method in the right way, or I don't really care what other people perceive you to be. I would rather you stay close. (laughs) Yeah. Walk with me. Walk with me. Follow, follow. The treasure is in the follow. Um, I heard someone say that it was like, um, I can't remember if they were quoting, thinking about the original Hebrew. Someone was talking about about those verses and they said like, like nose to shoulder. I'm like, how close do you have to be standing to someone for your nose to be on their shoulder? I'm like, that's close. Follow. <laughs> Treasure the follow. Wow. Oh, it's good. Nose to it's shoulder. Good. I like it. Nose to shoulder. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, okay. My yeah. next question is a fill in the blank. The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. Okay. The truth that God and his word are true means a lot to me because it assures me that no matter what happens in this crazy, disorderly, unjust world, that with Christ, I'm safe and I'm sound. And sound is a big deal. Um, you know, we want we want to be clear thinkers and good thinkers. And um, I mean, safety is a big deal for women, for sure. Yeah. So safety and eternal safety is more what I'm talking about there. Mm-hmm. But to be able to um, to feel like with Christ, I, I'm able to think and reason things out soundly. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. And, so, and to have it given so clearly. Like, I don't have to wonder. Yes, yes. It's very concrete, no, very reliable, said. very yeah. sturdy. It is very clear. <laughs> very true. Very true in every sense of the world. 
uh, I mean, uh, tr- sorry, true in every sense of the word. Um, true because it's firm. Um, it can stand up under weight. It can yeah. be questioned. Um, you know, and and it can, you know, whirlwinds can go around, and and still it's going to stand. He's going to stand, and his truth is going to stand in his word forever. Um, nothing, nothing can destroy that. I was thinking we were talking in the cycling group yesterday about um, sharing the gospel with people and. Now, there are lots of different ways to do that, and you can do it through kindness, through you know being loving and being you know, accepting of a person and where they are, even if you are hopeful that they'll move out of it. You can also you know share the full spiritual laws. You can go through um, you know presenting the plan of salvation, and I I just now this is going to be my direct sassy, um, speak before you think clearly, peace coming out. But I just want to say, if, if you, if you really believe one inkling of who God is, because a lot of people do believe in God, right? And they do believe that he created everything. And they do believe that Jesus is his son. I'm not sure they go so far as to believe, you know, that he was born of a virgin. All of those different things, those essential things that are important. But if you have one inkling of belief that God is true and that what he says is true and that Jesus is who he is, then all of these learned people who reject him, I I just want to say you're acting like you're acting like you the thing you don't want to be. <laughs> you're acting like a stupid idiot. If if you have any idea that what he says and who he is is true and that the gift of salvation is free, then then how could you not accept this and find safety and security for all eternity? I mean, it's a, it's just a crazy thought I've been rolling around with. So I don't think I'm going to be standing on a street corner, you know, screaming through a megaphone that you're all a bunch of idiots if you don't accept Christ as your savior. But it's just <laughs> a question of, you know, if you if you if we believe this, if it is true, then why why wouldn't we say yes? But then there's this big big part of God drawing us to Himself, and then our free will. In that we um, have the choice to accept or reject, and um, and not everyone. I don't understand this, but I believe it because <clears throat> it's what God's word says. It's what's in Scripture. Is that not everyone will be saved? But um, I'm thankful for the truth of who God is. It means a lot. Yeah, I, I do like that you, you that you said the the safe and sound piece. Cause I think, I think it's easy with scripture to fall into it. You need to be an academic scholar, you know, to, to find a home in God's words. And it's not, you know, I know we're not going to glorify feelings, but loving God's word and making your home in the Bible, in his words, in scripture would change so much. Like if that's your center place, you look outward and can go out from such a different posture, even when it's not easy, even when the responses come back. Like, but I, I think I wonder if we're trying to get to that sense of security without knowing and spending time 
in the Bible, you know? Mm -hmm. We're finding it maybe in other places and we're forgetting about the most obvious, most powerful, most living and active thing that we have. Transformative word of God. Yes. I um I used to do a lot of study and reading and doing that accomplishment thing. Um, and I came to a point where somebody said, you know, you should you should pray and, and ask God to make you hungry and thirsty for his word. And listen, I like food a lot. So this resonated with me and and I enjoy it and it nourishes and it fuels and it it sustains. So um it was my Aunt Carol. She's like, you should pray to be hungry and thirsty for God's word. And um that was a turning point where scripture is concerned for me. And it it almost it took on um it went to a different level for me of mm. truth and goodness and sustenance and importance and um and a desire for it that I had not had as deeply before. We well, know what's cool about that know, is how long how long have you been a believer? How long have you been a Christian? Oh, let's see. Since I was seven. Since, uh, since I was sorry, I'm aging you. No, no, no. I don't mind. I don't mind sharing my age. So let me do the math really <laughs> quick. So for 52 years. But I, well, I guess I'll, I'm saying you've been maybe that. in environments where people have been saying to you. Read God's word. This is part of Christian life. This is a part of the rhythm. This oh, is sure. a practice. This is good, whatever. And then I don't know when she said that to you. But for that, I think it's just a good word to say, no matter how long you've been doing this, you can ask for more. Yes. Like, don't feel guilty yes. or shame about it. Like, if the Bible is a little boring to you, ask God for a fresh something and he will give it. I have no doubt he yes, will give yeah. it. Just just giving someone, oh, if anyone needs yeah. the permission to be like, I'm kind of bored. I don't really want to read my Bible. I'm not getting anything out of it. Mm. It's like, ask mm-hmm. him for help, for creativity. He will do it. Yes. And here we are back to that honesty part of saying, you know, to the Lord, hey, listen, um, I've been trying this and it's just not doing it for me um, and, and asking for help. And he's, I mean, he's not going to disappoint there. He's not going to. Mm-hmm. It's it's his word. It's who it it's what we have to hold on of him on this earth. It's yes. what we have to learn from and to be transformed by. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans mm-hmm. twelve two. That's his word. Mm-hmm. It transforms. It renews. Yeah. It shows. It reveals. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Um, my last question is, what is something you are looking forward to? Oh, this is a great question. And it's, um, gosh, I just want to name like 15 things. Because um, <laughs> I have a pretty good life, Kelsey. Um, I, so I have, I have regular time with two of my grandchildren that are close. And I enjoy that. But we've got to spend the night coming up. And then nice. I've got trips planned with the other four two separate trips. So that I'm looking forward to. Um, Well, I love you dearly. Thank you so much for making the time and for being vulnerable and honest. 